Well, hello everyone. Welcome to the brand new year 2021 and welcome back to another edition of the Max Danielson Show. I'm your host, Max Danielson. What a year 2020 has been, not only for the Max Danielson Show, but just what the hell has been going on this entire year. A lot of ups, downs, right turns, left turns, whatever you want to say it is, but here we are, the very first day of 2021, which is the day we're recording. This is, of course, going to go out on January 2nd. Uh, but my guest on today's show is actually the fastest guest we've had turnaround from uh, a prior season to this season, even though it's only been around two seasons. But at the same time, compared to all other guests, uh, he was on the show, I believe, sometime in mid-August, and now he's making his turn for the second time on the show, Mr. Cody Marquise. Cody Welcome back to the show, man. A lot's been a lot's been happening since we last talked. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Appreciate absolutely, it. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, Cody, of course, uh, before we kind of get started with uh, the interview again, you know the drill. Kind of uh, refresh us, kind of uh, who you are and kind of uh, the teams you follow. I know, of course, big Northeast guy uh, with all the uh, with all your teams you follow. So, kind of let the fans know, kind of about that in the audience. Oh, yes. So I'm, uh, like you said, I'm a big Northeast guy. And, you know, Pat's Celtics uh, Red Sox fan. You know, Pat's had a really bad season this year under Cam Newton's arm. Um, but I'm actually turned to a uh, Cleveland Brown fan. I'm a huge Baker Mayfield fan. Really? Uh, <laughs> Wait, really. Now, when did this I've all happen? When did this all happen? When, when Baker took over last year for Tyrod is when I really started getting into territory. So I kind of, you know, I followed, I followed him. I followed him when he walked on, but you know, now I, I got the headband. I got the Baker jersey. I, I wear the eye black. I have gotta, seen that. I have seen that. Got to look like Baker. Yeah, for sure. Now, of course, like I said, uh, going into this uh, this segment, that uh, a lot has changed between um, when we last talked and kind of where we're at now. I mean, when we talked, you were just going into college, and here you are now, just or. Er, just about a month or two ago, finished up your very first semester of college. I kind of want to ask you, you know, I, I remember my freshman year, even though it was last year, but bear with me on that. So I kind of want to ask you, you know, what how's college been? What was college like, especially with what's all been going on in the world with all COVID-19 and all that and kind of baseball and school and kind of that transition from high school right, into college? Right. What has that been like for you? So, yeah, college is definitely tough. You know, freshman year, you make that adjustment. You know, my senior year, I didn't get my senior year of baseball, like I said in the previous episode. So to get back on the baseball field was was really awesome. And in the fall, I found I'm, I learned a lot about myself as a player and as, and as a teammate and even in the classroom. Um, going to campus and then having to – had a COVID outbreak, a little bit of one, so I had to adjust back to home and, um, you know, doing school here. And it got really tough. I actually ended up. Um, I have to redo two classes. A couple of them got tough with my um, degree. I'm doing. I'm. I'm majoring in business. Uh, gotcha. Spreadsheets and uh, speech are tough okay. online to do. So, but now what, now what specifically that, for business are you going? Because I'm double majoring in communications and business administration. Right. What, what I'm, business are you I'm going double, to? I, um, majoring in business administration. My boy, there management. you go, there you go. Yes, sir. You like to see that you like to see that, but kind of continue what you were talking about before I I interrupted you about that. Sorry, I just got off topic. I kind of wanted to see what business okay. you were going into. It's all right. Um, you know, other than that, I mean, I like I said, I found myself um like deeper as a player. You know, finally getting back into 
pitching and stuff. Um, had to work on my location of a fastball is what my target was for me and my coach. And that was like every single practice. Um, the first time I actually faced a college college batter was um, it was actually I was kind of nervous. <laughs> you know, you know, do you do you, you remember the first time you faced a college batter for the first time? Like those nerves pumping in, in up and getting you ready. Because like, I remember my first in-game batter. I don't remember the first practice batter, but um, uh, mine was like a practice batter because we didn't we didn't uh, scrimmage all, but it was like oh, a really it was like an it was it was like an in-game between us. We okay, we did gotcha. like in-game between us due to COVID. We couldn't like. Scourge anyone. I but, got you. I got you. Yeah, but um, now actually, um, with we're in the off season, I actually uh, had an injury to myself. Um, yeah. I ha- I have a par- I have a couple partial torn tendons in my ankle, mm-hmm. and that and uh, now I'm in a walking boot, and I I'm still dealing with that. So, well, that's a perfect segue into kind of the next thing I was going to ask about, kind of that <laughs> injury, and talk about kind of. Uh, not only kind of I, – I mean, I know it's put a halt right now on the baseball for this year, especially uh, and possibly next year. Who knows? Um, but I kind of want to ask you about that. You know, the rehabbing for the injury, kind of dealing with that injury, uh, kind of talk about that and, you know, what's been going on with the whole uh, – I know I've said injury like 50 times at this point already, but uh, <laughs> yeah. kind of just talk about um, that so and kind it- of what you've experienced from it. I'm gonna compare my injury. My injury is the same as Christian McCaffrey's. You know okay. how he had that high ankle, that high ankle sprain, seven to eight weeks. Mine's a high ankle sprain with just partially torn tendons. It's just deeper into it. Um, how it happened? Uh, I mean, it's hard to talk about, so I, I won't. But um, literally, my with the rehab and stuff, I'm in PT right now. Uh, you know, I'm getting ultrasounds every time I go, doing exercise at home. Um, you know, it's getting, it's just regaining my strength and that is my push off foot. So I, I can't really throw a baseball for until I'm fully healthy. Yeah. And, um, it's just tough knowing that I'm not gonna be able to play, play this season, knowing that, like, I feel like I'm laying my teammates down for sure, but I mean, it's definitely not my fault, but absolutely. It's just something you can't control. Now I do want to ask you kind of about like the injury itself. Is it something that doctors have said that it could affect you in the future or is this kind of not that big of a deal just the recovery time and then you should be a-okay they said surgery is probably a possibility uh-huh. for sure they they just said like if i don't get my strength back by the time they wanted to i have to see a second opinion doctor soon i got you um so if pt doesn't help and uh the doctors think to actually get surgery then i guess surgery is what's what we're gonna have to go to they're just gonna like reconstruct or my my tendons and tighten them back up I have I have tendonitis in both my ankles. I had uh-huh. eighteen ankle sprains in high school between oh, basketball and shoot. from from bas- It was all basketball. Uh, Dang. So, I got you. Now, have doctors said that there? You know, there's a a low chance, medium chance, high chance at a re-injury possibly to it, or what have they talked about when it comes to regards of like if this could affect you way down the road? Let's say maybe next year or a few years down the line. Right. They, we haven't really talked about that yet. Okay. We're, gotcha. We haven't gotten to that stage yet. We're kind of like in the middle. Uh, they'll probably talk to me about that like in a couple of times after I go to PT. I'm, I'm just like, sorry, my ex, like, I just hopped on the bike the other day a few oh, miles. Gotcha. So gotcha. we're kind of in the early stage still a little bit. But I've been on the walking boot for four weeks, and actually, like, I'm I'm still in it. Like, I have to, I can walk around my house without it, but I can't, like, go outside without it. Yeah. Dude, I, I've been in a walking boot before. It's not that fun. So I know exactly how you feel when it comes to that. So 
Uh, but moving oh, yeah. on past this, past the injury, I kind of want to ask you, you know, how did your 2020 end? Uh, I mean, shoot, you know, when this is recorded, it would have been last night for New Year's Eve. Uh, kind of talk about, you know, the since we really talked, you know, how was your 2020? Um, I know that's a that's a very dumb question because for everyone, 2020 was shit. But yeah, <laughs> just pretty much. Kind of uh, how that all turned out for you. Uh, you know, like you said, 2020 was was pretty bad for everybody. Um, you know, towards the end of it, uh, not being able to see my teachers and classmates in in the classroom kind of hurt. You know, just getting, I, I felt like I was just getting to know them too. And then you kind of separate yourself when you when you go back home. Um, other than that, I mean, I got to spend a lot of time at home with my family. My, my parents both work from home due to COVID, and my brother's doing school from home. So really got to spend a lot of time with them. Um, me and my brother threw the baseball a lot, and we, we, got to, we got some shots up. So, I mean, my 2020 ended really well. I guess you could say it was better than what? ever expected besides my injury of course that was the only thing that was negative i felt like i had a really good christmas got to i wasn't the same as like i usually could see my family um all my family for the one time uh during christmas but now this year that was the only bad part yeah. but shoot i saw the dk jersey that you got and i'm kind of jealous low-key i'm really oh, jealous yeah. about that I, I, i'm trying to find yeah, myself a gray right, one uh, of those but they don't make them they don't make they a gray do one not, they do not make one no, my uh, so with Christmas, my parents did something new. We opened a present every night before Christmas. Really? Starting from Sunday night all the way into Christmas Day, we opened That's one present. That's actually really cool. Yeah, it wasn't bad. I got a DK Metcalf phone case too, which is pretty dope. So. Oh, nice! It's like a, it's basically a Christian Hanukkah. It's pretty much yes, a Christian sir. Hanukkah. That's not. Yes, That's sir. actually a really good idea. I've never thought about that. Um. Yeah. Maybe one day I have to implement that into what a, a family that I have way down the road. Um, but oh, last yeah. question I kind of want to ask. <laughs> I heard what you said there. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so I kind of want to ask you now, of course, with being 2021, uh, you know, what what's to look forward for, for you? What are you looking forward to in 2021 for baseball? I mean, whenever the injury uh, subsides. Do you think you'll be able to play summer ball? You know, where where are you kind of looking right now for 2021? Summer ball is definitely on my mind. And that's what I'm pretty much thinking about. I've already told them, like, I'm not playing this season uh, with my injury. I'm just going to, you know, get my strength back, get back, get back in the weight room. Uh, put some, put, I definitely am going to put some pounds on with muscle-wise. Really? I'm going to buff up a little bit, get my fastball up. Uh, yeah, but I'm really looking forward season, to – Yes, sir. I'm really looking forward to uh, getting back in the classroom. Um, the, like you know, me and new, me and new friends. I'm I'm a I'm a people's person. Like I love to be just like around people all, all the time. Uh-huh. Makes you smile for sure. So, I'm, I actually am taking five classes this semester because I had oh, to. I I'm, got you. I'm, I got you. Yeah, I'm gonna be busy. Busy. That's good, man. Hey, it's good to be busy, especially during 2021. We have no idea what the hell could happen if there's another lockdown. Exactly. God forbid. I hope we don't have another lockdown, but you never know. So it's always. Excuse me. It's always great to stay busy, especially uh, with being uh, off the field for this year and especially looking forward to summer ball because let me tell you, man, especially college summer ball, you are going to enjoy the hell out of it. 
It is so oh, much sure. fun in the summer. It is so much. Our fun. summer, our summer ball is a uh, like obviously you do it with college, but I'm also on this other team. It's uh between nine. It's uh it's nineteen U and uh-huh. U and twenty year olds can play too. So it's nineteen twenty U and it's like really, really fun. You get to face like high school seniors and then you get oh, to face gotcha. like the freshmen. Yeah. So you're still getting more reps, but it's fun for sure. For sure, man. Uh, this is going to conclude this part of the segment. We're going to take a very quick commercial break. When we come back. We are going to be getting into the main part of the show, talking about sports, and especially we have a little bit of a fun segment at the beginning talking about fantasy football and just how that all ended up for both of us. So don't go anywhere. We will be right back. The Max Danielson Show is proud to announce Gage's Granite as an official sponsor for the Saturday podcast. Gage's Granite is a family-run company operating nearby in the Dallas Metroplex. They offer custom granite, travertine, onyx, and marble countertops to homeowners and businesses since 2000. Give them a call today at 972-243-6097 or visit gagesgranite.com or on Facebook and Twitter. You can also stop by the main showroom located at 2427 Glenda Lane in Dallas. Gages Granite, a proud sponsor of the Max Danielson Show. Hey guys, this is Jason with Lacrosse Monkey. Are you looking for a place to shop for your next athletic season? Monkey Sports is here to help. Whether you're looking for baseball, hockey, or lacrosse gear, if you can dream it, we've got it. We provide both the latest and best on the market equipment for your athlete. Stop by and visit us at 105 West Bethany Drive, right off of US 75 in Allen. Monkey Sports, a proud sponsor of the Max Danielson Show. And welcome back to the Max Danielson Show, where we left off. We were talking to Cody about how college has been since the last time we talked to him, uh, his injury that unfortunately is putting him off the field this year. How has 2020 wrapped up since we last talked in August and what he is looking forward to and what the audience can know for him, what's his plan in 2021. Now, uh, going on to the major point of this show, which is the sports, uh, which is really, of course, like I say, every single episode, what the show was originally founded on. Uh, but of course, something we really wanted to talk about, or especially you wanted to talk about in this segment was fantasy football. Um, and especially what a year it has been for some fantasy owners with COVID taking a lot of players out, uh, some games that really screwed up a team. I remember I saw a tweet that some guy finished first place in a league, even though one week he had 11 guys out, not only with injuries, injuries, but um, at one point COVID as well. And I can testify to that because at one point my team was the injury reserves list for the NFL. That so, is ridiculous. It really is, man. Now, that I'm going ridiculous. to ask a, a couple players. questions to you. And I, mm-hmm. if I have one that sticks out, maybe I'll answer it as well. Um, I kind of want to ask you. So your team, I want to ask you, best performance by a player or and and – by your team, what was the best Ooh. performance by a sing- singular player, and then what was the best week you had for your team? Okay, so I'm gonna recap this. For, so weeks, so week 15, I needed the win to get into the playoffs, and my team did not show up to play. I it was like my team was getting like the backup would come in and score the touchdown. My guy would not get thrown the ball. It was just one of those, those weeks. Then I then I come out and I'm shooting for fifth place now. That's where I'm shooting for. And 
my best performance by my team and by a player both came last week, and I set the record high for points, and I have the record high by a player. So I was the lucky owner of Elvin Kamara with his six touchdown. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That was, that was me beasting out. And then come to find out the very next day, I'm also the owner of Gronkowski and Mike Evans, who both put up two touchdowns. Oh, so that's my team so is lucky. just popping off. And I also um, – I was able to trade for Lamar, which Lamar's been just balling the last couple of weeks, get back in his MVP form. So those four guys just been carrying my load. And I've also been out with Christian. I drafted Christian McCaffrey first take. I've been out with him the whole entire year, and I'm going to get fifth place, I think. So I finished fifth my, place, my so day, I feel you. My, yeah, my day has been okay, but – I mean, it was ridiculous. I thought Kamara was not going to get his sixth touchdown. You know, they brought in Taysom Hill. I mean, Taysom Hill ruined it for, for fantasy owners. Taysom Hill comes in, and he takes every single touchdown from Kamara. I mean, why pay the man $60 million for not doing anything? And I, and all and all I see are comments like, oh, Kamara's a bum. Oh, Kamara should not be getting paid this much. The man, if you get, if you get the man the ball 20 times a game, that's what, that's what he can do. I mean, that's literally yeah. what he can do. It's ridiculous. Well, I will say the best performance I had with the player was Kamara. I was very lucky. Even though mm-hmm. this was when the week after I got out of the playoffs. I got eliminated That's what I'm saying. because of Chris Same Godwin thing. putting up four point whatever points in a game. Mm-hmm. And then he and then Kamara decides, ah, oh, yeah, I'll go off for fifty six. But my best my best game was in week three, hundred and ninety three points put put up. Everyone averaged well over 10 points. The leaders I had, Kamara with 44, Josh Allen 31, Godwin at that point had 17, Robert Woods 21, uh, James Conner had 24. Even my bench went off. Cooper Cup 25, Gallup 25, uh, a guy who I picked up mid-seat or really at the beginning of the year and turned Mm. out to be one of my best players was James Robinson. He went off for thirty that game, so my team was balling that week. Now, do you do you, do you do PPR? We do, we do do PPR. We, all right, so my so my league is ten people, and we do solid numbers. So we do like twenty five yards for a rushing for running is in receiving is one point, and then every hundred yards passing is a point, and then touchdowns are worth six. Uh-huh. But then quarterbacks the quarterbacks when they throw are worth three. So if you have a duo and they hook up, you get nine automatically so we so so i so i i put up 192 solid points so that was like the record yeah but i mean my i didn't i I mean i listed off a bunch of players my brother has the best team i mean he i mean his two quarterbacks were Derek carr and cam newton that sounds trash right yeah but he's got got Derek henry delvin cook stefan diggs and devon adams it's just ridiculous for sure now I want to ask you another question. I don't know if you'll have this at the top of your head, but what was the best comeback you had in the season? Oof. Best comeback? I mean, I didn't really – I was on top most of the season. I mean, I, I can list off a comeback from, from my cha- my championship season last season That if, if, if you want me to. Sure, go for it. All right, so I was down 71 nothing, and – uh, he had a bun, and he still had a bunch of guys to go. And I said, "Like well, I'm not gonna win." And that I was the proud owner of Todd Gurley's five touchdown game. Oh, I was gosh. the proud owner of Le'Veon Bell versus the Patriots, Antonio Brown versus the Patriots, Gronkowski versus the Steelers, and just my team popped off. Ended up coming back and winning by twenty. It's just amazing. Just oh my god. Um, actually, I do have a comeback this season. I was down by. 
um, I needed 32 points from two guys, uh-huh. and I had and I had Lamar and Marquise Brown, and it was against the Browns. Uh-huh. When Lamar had to go off because of his cramps, and Lamar came in and threw that touchdown to Brown, and I needed nine points, and they ended up hooking up for the touchdown. <laughs> wow! And, yeah, that I was like, lucky as hell. I was freaking, I was freaking out. I was like, "Yo, Trace McSorley is gonna come in and fuck all this up." And so, <laughs> hey, don't disrespect the goat, man. Do not disrespect oh, Trace no. Oh no! Oh no! Trace McSorley is the goat. I was saying he's gonna mess up for my fantasy, and then Lamar <laughs> come, dude. Lamar, Lamar was definitely taking a crap. All right, now I got to ask you you this question because I have three instances for this. What is the unluckiest moment of your season? Unluckiest moment? I'm Christian McCaffrey going down for the second time. For sure, it was probably my biggest slip. I mean, number one pick in the draft for me, and the man comes back and scores three touchdowns. And then he's he's done for the year. He's just just, chill. Then he's ready to come back, right? And then bang, he's done. We got we got a quad injury now. We got a shoulder injury. Like what's what's next? I mean, yeah, it was just so unlucky for me. And then um, actually this week, it's so, sad to say, Kamara Kamara's got COVID. So I mean, uh-huh. but I mean, your unlucky moment must have been all of your COVID guys for sure. So I, I didn't have that moment. Now I think about it. So let's let's recap here, Cody. Week one, Michael Thomas decides he's going to get injured. Next week, oh, Chris yeah. Godwin gets injured, right? These are my mm-hmm. two th- of my first three picks. Then I have to play Derrick Henry when he went off that one week. <laughs> then I had to play Tyler Lockett when he went off that one week. And then his finally, one game, his one yeah, big that game. game, he put up 50-something. Yeah. And then, oh, it gets oh. better. Dalvin Cook decides to go off against Green Bay, and that screws Four. me. Wow. The other unlucky moment for me was, uh, I mean, I traded for Julio. I traded nothing for Julio, and Julio goes, hey, I'm just going to ham- rip my hamstring. I'm going to come back and play a game. I'm going to help you out, and then I'm going to rip my hamstring again. I mean, dude can ball, but, oh, my unlucky moment, I traded Justin Herbert away uh-huh. for Marquise Brown. Because Herbert wasn't doing anything. And I needed a receiver. And Herbert was still, like, backing up Tyrod. Yeah. So I traded for Marquise Brown, and Herbert's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to win an offensive rookie of the year. Well, you know Sorry, what? Kevin. You know what? That did work out for you, that one game with Marquise Brown and it did. Uh, Lamar Jackson. It did. That one game. It so did. you did. Hey, you got a fair trade out of that. It helped you win yeah. a game. <laughs> Even if it's one for game, sure. it helped you win. So Even if it's one game. So, of course, you talked about your results. Uh, mine, I said fifth place. I finished fifth place, mm. which stinks because yeah. I was projected number one from the beginning of the season, and then everyone decides to get injured and go I was off against too. me. Yep. But, uh, yeah, oh, so did y'all just finish up your playoff? or We're finishing up this week, so I'm aiming for fifth place. I may get sixth. Uh-huh. Playing a guy that playing a guy that's uh, – he's got to bench all his guys because they're not, they're not playing. He's got my homes in hell. So, gosh, that should be an interesting. So, one. that should be an interesting one. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, I mean, I got, I, I got Lamar versus the Bengals. Yeah, hopefully he runs in two. Hopefully, so we are going to stick with the NFL now. Uh, very first thing I want to talk about: the former first round pick, Dwayne Haskins, is released by the Washington Football Team. Uh, kind of want to ask you about that. I'm not that. surprised. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not really, really surprised either, but. 
I'm really not surprised. I mean, I'm surprised that he's not he hasn't been picked up by Dallas. <laughs> you know, that's, that's all I'm very gonna say. true. That's very true. I mean, they got the, the um, Ben DiNucci guy, but they don't have a backup right now. And Dalton is playing okay, but yeah, they. I heard the Panthers are looking at him, but it's not. It's not surprising. I mean, I like uh, Heineke for Washington. He balled uh-huh. one game that he came, that he just came in. But I mean, Dwayne Haskins is literally treating himself like he's this big time player. You, you, I mean, it's a rule that you have to wear a mask when yeah. you go into public places now. Just because he's a football player, an NFL player, for for a fact, does not get him the the right to not wear a mask, especially yeah. in a strip club. I mean, I mean, as a guy with the, <laughs> I mean, you're you're in close contact. I mean, it's the same way with James Harden. I mean, he's not the topic right now, but he's treating himself like he's James Harden. James Harden's had yeah. two two um, occurrences so far. Oh God, was it, it James just, Harden it just that went not, to the strip club, just, or who was it that went to the strip club? Yeah, no, no, it it was Harden, and he went when uh, was it in Atlanta? He went to yeah, a party. Yeah, had to have been. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you know what? Him. To be fair, he went for the chicken wings. He went for the chicken wings. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, of course he did. Uh huh. Uh. <laughs> Now, next thing I want to talk about is the Jets absolutely – well, I'll put it this way, and this is a great way to think about it. Uh, they butt-fumbled away the uh, number one overall pick and gave that to Jacksonville. Um, I so, love that. I love that. Yeah, so <laughs> now uh, Trevor Lawrence doesn't have to go to – or hopefully doesn't have to go to sit in New York. But, uh, yeah, how how in – how – do the Jets beat the Rams of all teams? How? Jer- Jared Goff literally choked, and I had him in fantasy. I'm just going to let you know that. So that was a great oh, day for me. No. But, um, no, listen, so you know how you know they used to say, like, if you send a quarterback to Cleveland, like, that's where they're going to rot the rest oh, of yeah. their career. Have you ha- have you heard that? Yeah, that's that's like the Jets now. But, that's like, Sam Darnold yeah. is definitely the there. Yeah. Yeah, no, Sam Darnold, I think, is definitely, like, could be their answer. But, I mean, the Jets literally, like, I've, I've looked at mock drafts. They should not be taking an offensive lineman. They need a running back. Najee Harris, I think, is 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 a beast, and yeah. he should be going number two. He's not even projected in the top 30. It's ridiculous. But, I mean, I bet you Trevor Lawrence was just jumping for joy, okay, when Chicago was just crapping on the Jags. Yeah. I mean, the Jags fans were cheering when Chicago scored. <laughs> like, uh, that's how you know it's bad for a season win. But I mean, but I mean, but I mean, um, you have you have TikTok, of course, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Do you know? Have you seen Wyatt's World? No, I have not. Okay, check him out. Okay, he literally does like stuff for the NFL. He did this Jets front office thing, and it was like Adam Gase, and he does a perfect Adam Gase impression. And like eyes wide open, and he's like, and Adam goes, "Man, I should really get my job back next year." Like, no, Adam, you've lost thirteen games, but I've won the last two. Like, who cares? <laughs> oh man! Like, now, he's. I'm sorry. No, you're good. Oh, okay, my bad. Uh, well, actually, I was gonna go on to the next topic. So, if you had anything else you wanted to talk, no, nope, I'm nope. sorry, interrupting you. By the way, it's it's. This oh, is the no, one thing uh, for my audience. Keep in mind, be, keep in mind, this is over Skype, so sometimes it gets really, really strange, especially when like it'll lag and you think that the other person's done, but in reality they're still talking, and then you feel like the sense is done, and then you interrupt them, and then you seem rude, and you're like, oh gosh, this is terrible. 
Um, and I feel like a, a, just a shitty host right now. So I'm oh, so no, sorry, you're, Katie. You're fine, Max. You're good, bro. You're good. All right. Now, I want to ask you about this because this is a hot topic. Um, even though they won their division, I want to ask you. And this is, and I've asked people this before. And they have said yes to this question. Do you think the Pittsburgh Steelers have peaked? I think they're a great football team. They, I mean, Big Ben is Big Ben. He literally just he, he chucks the rock. I don't. I think they've lost their. I mean, I, what happened to Chase Claypool? Is Chase Claypool not on the surface anymore? I haven't seen his name in anything. I haven't seen him score a touchdown since his four four game touchdown. Like it's just, it's just ridiculous. They literally didn't have not included him in the offense. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they they've dropped the ball and everything. But I mean, they're blaming on Juju's dancing. Juju was dancing while they were while they were undefeated. Yeah, like, they they're just not playing good football right now. I don't think. I mean, they lost to Washington with Dwayne Haskins in. Yeah, right. Or was that? No, no, no. Smith was in. My bad. Yeah, but they they lose to Washington. Washington's a low team. They lose to Bills. I mean, the Bills are going to win the Super Bowl. That's my prediction right now. Really? That's really my statement. Really, I think. I mean, Josh Allen is balling. He should be the MVP. That's my yeah. other statement. I mean. Him and Diggs are just a nasty duo. Their defense is ridiculous. But I, I think the Steelers literally have to come out strong against the Browns. I mean, they're sitting Big Ben. But, you know, my boy Baker's going to take him down. So, Oh, all righty. All right. That's a, oh. that's a, that's definitely a prediction right there. I, I cannot remember the ju- – it was uh, after the third time uh, he danced and they lost. And I forget. It was some, like – it was some joke about like, uh, oh man, I completely forget about it. But it's something to do with three, and then like now, like it's like being like serious or something. Like usually, if you take a person out three times, it's serious. And like mm-hmm. I forget what it was, but it was pretty funny. Man, I wish oh, I saved that funny. comment because it was so funny. Uh, oh no, but that is funny. We will move on to the NBA because the NBA is back, and uh, a lot's been happening so far uh, in the NBA. One of the big things, of course, the Rookie of the Year last year. John Morant, he is now out three to five weeks. Uh, this is a humongous blow for the Grizzlies, especially the fact of what Job was doing on the court uh, this past year or last season. And then also, I mean, what he's going to contribute most likely to this Grizzlies team, this very young Grizzlies team, might I add. I feel for Job. That's all I'm going to say. I saw his walking boot. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> But no, listen, Jaw is a great player. Definitely deserved Rookie of the Year last year. I mean, Zion's hype. Yeah, Zion's good. But Jaw, I mean, came out and dropped 44 in the very yeah. first game. And then and again, also, I, Zion, also Zion was out most of the year as well. He only played in right, like 16, right. 17 games, right? Exactly. But, I mean, so listen to the story. So I was writing an article for my website back on my senior project. And I and me and my dad were talking about it. And we were watching Jaw highlights. And we are like, Dad. Uh, where should Jaw get drafted? Like, what number overall pick? My dad and me put him at number 10. We thought he was, like, a, a, a bum. Uh-huh. And he ended up winning Rookie of the Year. Yeah. I mean, also so, the fact he went to Murray State. So that's not, like, a big powerhouse yeah. school like a Duke where Zion right. went or an R.J. Barrett where he went. He didn't right. go to UNC, Kansas, one of those big-name schools. So that's also exactly. very that's very understandable as well because there's a yeah. lot of – there's a lot of things in the air of okay, well, this guy was good at this, you know, college that isn't maybe not maybe known for basketball, but now okay, you give him this and you translate into this. That's the same thing with my guy Tyrese Halliburton from Iowa State, go Cyclones, by the way, and kind of what I'm expect, what I'm really excited to see him on the Kings because 
I personally think he was the steal of the draft, and mark my words on that. I think that he is going, looking back on this draft, and I think this is actually a pretty solid NBA draft we had this past year as well. This is a stag draft class, but uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. Hang on. Yeah, getting back sure. to Jaw, um, I saw Jaw, when he's on the court, they're plus 17. When he's off the court, they're, minus, they're, they're negative five. That's how bad they That's how bad they are right now with Jaw. I mean, Jeez. the Celtics blew them out last night. I mean, Jalen Brown's a walking bucket. Do not do not get me wrong. Yeah. Jalen Brown is a walking bucket. But, I mean, Jaw is literally doing things that Jordan did. Yeah. Like he, he is compared to him on, on the court. I mean, he can score at any time. He's a great scorer. He's a great all-around player. But um, moving on to that NBA draft class, Lamelo Ball is the steal of the draft. I think. Really? You and think, and uh-huh. what number you go three to the Hornets? Three I mean, Jordan because it was Anthony or it was uh, right. Anthony Edwards at right. one, then, James and, Wiseman at two, I believe, and then yeah. Lamelo at exactly. three. Exactly. Yeah. LaMelo is, like, you can easily tell he fits right in. I mean, you see his first preseason game. Yeah, it's preseason. You're not playing against the best talent. But, I mean, he, he dropped 22 in the first game he really, really played. Uh-huh. And he, he can score the ball really well. Wiseman's been really awesome. Edwards is coming off the bench playing good. I mean, even but even your boy Tyrese Halliburton is going to change that Kings franchise around, yeah. I think, for sure. Because with the backcourt of him and Fox and with Buddy Yield and uh, now the addition of Hassan on the white side, I mean, they're just. I think they're yeah. gonna make the number eight seed. I think eight yeah, or seven. That could that could very well happen as well. Um, mm-hmm. Now, I do want to talk about this a little bit. Um, so, Mavs set the uh, the all time record for a lead at halftime by fifty points. I believe it was seventy seven to twenty seven, and then they ended up beating the Clippers by fifty one freaking points. Mm-hmm. Yet the Mavs. Yet, yet they they have so many problems, and what it is rebounding because it, it it's the same prop i like how they went and this is me complaining as uh, like a, a diehard mavs fan the fact is they went out and got all these assets to help them on defense and yet no one can freaking rebound dwight powell can't this is why they need kp back but i've seen a lot of things and i kind of both agree and disagree with the fact that a lot of people say kp's not really a two he's more so your three guy and you need that secondary star because you can't like if if kp was more more or less not as injury prone even though don't get me wrong this is not that bad of an injury compared to his acl tear a few years ago uh, but at the same time if he's off and on the court how can you really trust him to be your number two guy especially behind a guy like luca who's even had some problems this season as we've seen i believe He's shooting what nine percent at the three point line as as of this uh, show right now. Exactly, and I watched. Um, I, I was watching that game, and I've watched. I always watch Luca highlights. He's one of the most exciting players in the league. Oh, for sure. Luca's taking where he doesn't need the he need three point line anymore to score. I mean, he's averaging twenty eight points in the paint and in the mid range. That's just how he's gotten his game. He's just playing more smart. I mean, come playoff time, you will see Luca just. Jack and threes. Yeah, like that's that how it's gonna be. I think dagger, but at the end of the uh, Mavs, game. The Mavs, the exactly the Mavs though beat the Clippers with half their roster. The mm-hmm. Clippers did not have Kawhi. I mean, come on, Kawhi, Kawhi could have beat them by them. By hey, them. man, they had pandemic <laughs> P. What you mean? Least. What you mean? Oh my god! No. It's <laughs> game. But Paul George, if we take Paul George and Kawhi, there's a huge ass difference in that, and it's ridiculous. I mean, 
With a serious face, that Sergi Ibaka's on the block because he hit him. Dang. Yeah, it was fun. But, now, no, uh, Luca and Mavs, they could be okay, but uh-huh. they don't they have to get pretty for a couple of those tough games because, I mean, they only have Powell in the I mean, college off the bench, but Josh Richardson, Tim Hardaway are your other two scorers. Those yeah. guys are like almost no names. Yeah, and Tim Hardaway hasn't been able to hit a three in God knows how long, so that doesn't help them as well. He hasn't hit one since the Nick days. Uh, yeah. Well, you know what? Last season, though, he was hitting some pretty. He was the, I believe, the third leading scorer right now on Dallas. Right. So we're going to move on from NBA because I really want to talk about this next piece. If, if honest, if in all honesty, we didn't do the fantasy bait or the fantasy football thing, I would have put this as the headline for the sports topic right now, because this is just insane. What's happened this past week. I mean, the Padres have gone full out MLB, the show, my GM mode and not here. So for the viewers, here here's who they got, right? Blake Snell, who is a Cy who is a Cy Young candidate. You also have you Darvish, who was a runner up for the Cy Young in the NL last year. And then not only that, they get the top international free agent of Ha Seong Kim, uh, who has been who's gone off, I believe, in the uh, Nippon League, if I'm not mistaken, that's where he's from. But what in the hell just happened? I mean this is, I mean, this is bringing me back to uh, like a a ten times better and stronger version of that Padres team that we saw that was formed back in what twenty fifteen. Correct, and and you're literally not even naming their their future. You're literally leaving out Clevenger, who who got traded there. He's their ace for well, sure. I, well, we I mentioned think. that in prior episodes as well, but right, yeah, I mean that's right. another big thing that this. If we're talking about oh, in the right, offseason right, right. as of. As of general, this offseason, can't even forget about Mike Clevenger. And the best part about it, sure, they gave up Luis Patino. But you know who they didn't give up is Mackenzie Gore, who, I, and I've watched this guy play. He has got, the Padres have got something with him. He mm-hmm. th- They got something with him because he's, he's what, only 20, 21 years old? And, I mean, he's a very, very solid pitcher for them. So, I am so surprised. Now, of course, Patino is going to be a great, great pitcher, um, for the mm. for the uh, for the Cubs, but I mean, just what they have, I mean, what really the Padres have gotten this offseason is remarkable. I mean, even so, yeah, adding in Clevenger that they got this earlier back in what November ish, and I mean, mm. they they have done so well this offseason for the Padres. I'm they're uh, they're not only my yeah, favorite team in baseball ridiculous. to watch. You have one, you have a stacked lineup all around. Of course, bullpen does need some work that that's something that needs some work especially the fact that they've basically let kirby yates walk who is one of the best closers in baseball <laughs> now i mean you have you have a stud pitching rotation not only this year but you have a stud pitching rotation that's basically going to remain the same next year you have a very stud infield probably one of the best left sides of the infield in the game of baseball with Tatis and machado you have a stud young outfield i mean right now san diego if i'm if i was a padres fan i'd be Really, really excited because last year, last season, you remember they were the most exciting team in baseball to watch, and this season they are about to be. I I predict three times better than they were last season. 
Oh, I strongly agree. I mean, the Rays just let Blake Snell go, and he was their ace. You just let your ace walk like nothing. And, I mean, you, you, you saw yourself. You, they just let him, like, walk away, like, out of the game. You're just going to pull him after one. I mean, that's ridiculous. You, Darvish, the Cubs should not giving him up. Lester cannot be their, their ace forever. He can't. You, Darvish, should have been staying. They should have paid him. I mean, you, Darvish, has been around a little bit. But, I mean, this is, this is when a pitcher gets in his prime. I mean, we saw, we saw this with Justin Verlander. Justin Verlander did not become an ace pitcher until his ninth or tenth year into the league. And now he's in his like fifteenth season, but the Padres are definitely going to be stacked. I I, I see uh, Sion Kim getting right into the lineup. He's not playing oh, AAA. Yeah. He's playing he's playing in the pros, and he's an he's an outfielder, isn't he? Oh gosh, I believe so, but I'll but I'll double check with that. I'm pretty sure if he doesn't play outfield, he plays second base, which that'll just help them out automatically. Because they also have Will Myers. I mean, Will Myers is a decent hitter. Second base shortstop. But That's what he plays. That that pitching, exactly. Yeah, so, so he's going to be playing second base. So their pitching staff right now is Mike Clevenger, Blake Snell, Hugh Darvish, and then Chris, and then Mackenzie Gore is their fifth. Uh-huh. It's just, just stacked. It's just stacked. Yeah, that's going to be around. it for next year. Um. Let me actually. I tweeted about it a few days ago. What their current one is. So give me just one second. Uh, right now. Oh, so here is their current rotation. Yeah. Here's their current rotation right now. So they got Darvish, Snell, Lamette, Paddock, and Gore. And the next season, it's going to be all those guys. I believe besides Lamette plus Clevenger when he comes back. So they got stacked, they got a freaking sure. stacked. They have a stacked capital. All you know, all caps stacked, just stacked pitching rotate or just a starting rotation for the Padres. It's it's going to be fun to watch for them. I agree, definitely. Now I do want to uh, kind of move on with another topic, uh, another trade that went down this weekend, kind of an underrated trade to be honest. But uh, Pittsburgh getting rid of Josh Bell, the Dallas native who went to actually Jesuit Dallas right down the road from me. Uh, where I do not like whatsoever um, for a few reasons. But, I mean, for the Nationals, I mean, that's a pretty solid first baseman to get, especially with Ryan Zimmerman about to probably retire. Uh, or actually, yeah, about to retire probably here in a few years, especially with his career uh, towards the back end. That's a snag for sure. Josh Bell is one, is one of the big, big hitters in baseball. I mean, you're... I'm pretty sure they have, um, well, third or second and third. I don't know what they're, I mean, their lineup all the way around is really good. And just yeah. adding Bell, I mean, they won the World Series, what, two years ago? Yeah. So adding Bell to this lineup is just going to make them t- ten times better. Yeah, and especially, I mean, they not only do they have a good lineup, but they still have a very stellar pitching rotation just in and out, like starting rotation, bullpen and then they're you know just they really do have an all-around team now of course i know this year they didn't have a very great season but uh that tends to happen with a lot of world series teams because there's just so much pressure to bounce back and do that i mean you could possibly even see the dodgers hat this happening to the dodgers this upcoming season it happened to the astros even though there are a lot of things that the know. astros did i, I oh i, I know, know, the I know. there are a lot of things that happened that the astros did that I mean, they they have complete number one. I've always hated the Houston Astros, but now 
I absolutely despise the human Astros, the human Astro, Houston Astros for what they have just done with <laughs> baseball and just ruining the integrity of the game. Um, I really did. You see that the Dodgers are pursuing? They're pursuing who? I did see that. I did hear that. That could be. That would be huge for yeah, the Dodgers. That would be huge. That would be huge. And it'll be it'll be huge wherever Lemayu and Bauer go. I mean, that those are really the two big dominoes we're still waiting to fall for MLB. And I could see Bauer and them and him holding out till spring training. I could easily see that happening. Mm. I would like to see Bauer in a San Diego uniform. To be honest, hopefully to reunite with his buddy Mike Clevenger. That would be really really cool. Now, if San Diego can afford that, that's really the big key there. But who knows where on earth he will be going but that'll be uh interesting to watch now i am going to uh go uh away from mlb but kind of talk a little bit about nhl uh and kind of a a big piece for the tampa bay lightning's uh, stanley cup championship uh team which kind of yeah you know upsets my heart just a little bit being a dallas stars fan but uh one of the big pieces for that team nikita kucherov he's going to be missing the 2021 season that's a very very big blow for this lightning team it is. Um, I did see that he could return by playoff time, though. Yeah. So if if your Dallas Stars uh, do make do make the playoffs, they they will have him. Um, yeah, it's not. It's, and they're, they're, and they're in our division this year too. Exactly. Um, and they're um, and they're in. Uh, sorry, uh, they're losing nine point five mil with his contract, which is not a big blow. I don't know if that that is for hockey or not, but um, nine point five million dollars. Is actually, it nine point five million dollars per year? Yeah, that's a lot of money in hockey. That is a lot of money in hockey. Yeah, I think the average salary yeah. for a hockey player is about three point five million. Oh God, yeah. I <laughs> uh, see. I don't really keep up with hockey. I I, I did my homework a little bit, but um. I did see that he scored 35 in their couple rounds. They could really use him on the ice for sure. Yeah, I mean, he's one of the best scorers in the game, just as is. So that's going to be definitely something uh, very interesting to watch play out for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning and see if they could defend their Stanley got- Cup championship. I got another big hockey, uh, big hockey uh, breaking some breaking news. Oh, some breaking um, news! So being a not breaking news, but wow. being a being a Bruins guy, being a Bruins Northeast guy, uh, it's sad to see Z- uh, Zdeno Chara leave the Black Oh Nilo. yeah, I was I forgot I was going to ask you that. I forgot to put it in the notes, but I kind of want to ask you about that. I mean, you grew up being a, probably a big time Chara fan. I mean, that dude is freaking big. Sure. Holy moly! I, I I've watched I've seen so, this guy in person on skates. He is fucking humongous. This dude, oh my god! Is, I mean, he's six ten he and at about two three inches because of skates. The dude is seven mm-hmm. feet to seven one on the ice. That is intimidating <laughs> as hell. It is. Oh yeah, God. so I actually met him when I was like, so he, so him and um, him and Marchon uh-huh. both came to Portland for this little Bruins event, and he was signing autographs for free. And I actually, um, he wasn't taking pictures, but I got an autograph by him. Uh-huh. But um, 
he was so huge. Like he got out, he got out of the car, and we were all waiting for him. And he was just walking down, and we we're like, "Oh yeah, there's there they are." Because you could see Char from from so in Portland, the Hadlock Field. You walk down the hill, you could see Char come way up the hill. Like, oh, there he is! Oh my Seven god! Seven foot one. <laughs> now, yeah, I do want but to talk I mean, about, it's kind of sad to see. Yeah, for sure. Sorry, oh, no, I, was I, just saying, I yeah. know the whole yeah. Skype thing is this is the one problem with Skype that it, it's so hard to hear sometimes. So. I apologize, Cody. I know uh, I've probably interrupted fine. so many times in this podcast, and I am so sorry about that. You're good, bro. You're, you're good. Now, last thing I want to talk about here on the show, it's kind of a sad thing because I know a lot of guys it, from my high school and from the area who knew this guy because he, uh, I believe, went to a high school a little bit down the road from my actually uh, old high school, and there is a, a picture circulating on the Internet of this guy, and you will see it that uh, he's playing in a 7-on-7 football game, and in the back is my high school scoreboard at Bishop Lynch. Um, and that is the Pac-12 uh, Player of the Year, Ty Jordan, passing away. I mean, there was one point he scored, I mean, five touchdowns, I believe, in a span of five games. I mean, he had over 500 rushing yards. He was really looking solid in his career uh, in the Pac-12. I mean, it's so sad to see this guy go, and especially just being named the Player of the Year uh, for the Pac-12, I mean, holy moly! I mean, I know a lot of the guys who were at my yeah. high school. They knew him and just did an interview. <laughs> Sorry, Max. <laughs> no worries, no worries at all. But uh, I mean, very, very sad, of course, to see that uh, happen to a, a guy who had such talent and he was just getting into kind of the prime of his college career. Yeah, seeing the passing of Ty Jordan was really uh, upsetting for sure. Um, you know, being a college football fan, it definitely hits a little bit, especially since he's only a freshman. He was going to be special. I think he easily could have gone pro for sure. Like, you you see a lot of um, scab backs, and he likes to catch out of the backfield, and that's what the NFL's turning into. Yeah. So he would have probably easily made it. Um, Ty, it was an accidental shooting, is yeah. what I heard. I mean, you, you, I mean, you could say it's an accidental shooting, but I mean, after just winning the Player of the Year, you don't know if that was really accidental. Exactly. It could have been someone going out for him, and it, and that's just sad to hear of yeah. such a good player dying that 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 way. Yeah, you know, like I mean, we're not, we're not, we're yeah, we're not, we're not promised tomorrow. So Ty was definitely in in like. He's an inspiration for sure. Yeah. He's actually the first Utah freshman to have three consecutive 100-yard games yeah. since the year 1995. Dang. I mean, so. he, he had – I know he was big in the Dallas area too. I mean, everyone hyped him. Now, I will also give a shout-out to – I don't know if you know this guy, if you've heard of Colorado's running back, Jarek Broussard. If you've heard yes. of him. Yes. Uh, so, I will tell you this. So, when he was in high school, I had the privilege – because he went to my high school, and I had the privilege – of calling a, almost every single game of his senior year. We always called him Channel 3, and he was, oh my gosh, there was one game, I think he had two or three touchdowns, 600 receiving yards. He was a freaking beast, man. I mean, he, I, I can see, I, I think this guy's going to the NFL. So that will be, and this will be a very, very cool my, like milestone for me, the first ever professional player I got to call in his career uh that that would be awesome that's that's a that's a pretty big thing to n see a guy go from what he was in high school i also met him a good handful of times i didn't personally know him but i've met him a couple of handful of times i think maybe exchanged a conversation or two with him i'm not quite sure because that all happened sophomore <laughs> year um but 
I mean, I'm very, very excited to see how his career uh, pans out for Colorado and just the, the journey he's had to there. For all you Max Danielson fans, that's Max. That's Max's boy crush. Just letting you know. <laughs> now. Uh, no, that is definitely not. But that's my guy. Oh that, my, you know, bad. Every, my bad. Every I, I say is... this with every single guy. You know, you got Gabriel and uh, Grayson Murphy over at uh, UNT. You got Warren uh, Walls over at SMU. Uh, you got Jarek Broussard at Colorado. Uh, shoot, we got Jack Riley and Cole Garcia over there in uh, Rice. I mean. Those are my guys, you know, even though, you know, of course I know Jack Bradley, really, really great friends with him. Uh, but I, I've gotten to call every single, I've gotten to call each of them in their games and kind of uh, watch their careers pan out. So it's always great to see them and especially represent my high school, Bishop Lynch. Uh, I wouldn't say it's a man crush at all, but I do keep, <laughs> I do make sure to, uh, I definitely make sure to, uh, Keep uh, an eye off on their career and just see how they're doing. So, oh, for sure. No, no man. That is that's the best awesome time that, that someone's to, ever uh, said something like, like that on the um, show. For sure. <laughs> that's the first time, Cody, that someone's ever said, hey, you have a man crush on this guy. <laughs> so, already <laughs> submit yourself. Now, I have said this one time before, Cody, uh, to another guest. At the end of this season, I will be hosting an award show. Um, for the entire season, giving off um, random awards. And one of the guys I've already had on this season, he has the most random story so far. So you got to gotta get yourself – that may be uh, one of the uh, – that may be right there an award for yourself, Cody. The first uh, time someone said uh, you have a man crush on an athlete. So congratulations. You're already up for nomination for an award. Let's go. Thank you. <laughs> oh, Appreciate man, for that. sure. I, I got to start now, keeping track now, of these, now, all these awards. Now, if I win that award, are you shipping it to me? Uh, I will ship you the uh, Microsoft Word printed document. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, man. Uh, that is going to be fun to have at the very end of the year. But that is actually going to wrap it up for this episode of the Max Nielsen Show. Holy shit, we have gone 40 minutes into this segment. There was a lot, though, to talk about, especially. Oh, you got some. Oh, here we go. Hold so, up, hold up, hold up. Yeah, okay. So I was just going to say, uh, you guys can check me out on Instagram yeah, at Marquee12Cody. Also, check out my TikTok at Marquee12Cody. I make some decent videos. Cody, you've been content. on the show once before, and you don't remember that I make sure and give you your last final words. <laughs> Oh, my bad. <laughs> no, you're all good, man. So, I, I, but I do want them to be able to uh, hear all your stuff clearly. So, if you don't mind saying it one more time, just so, because I think I interrupted you accidentally there. So, go ahead. So, you said your Instagram, your TikTok, which definitely check out Cody on TikTok. Uh, yeah, promote everything you want to. Go for it, my man. I'm not surprised you actually interrupted me. Not surprised. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> okay so my instagram uh we got marquee 12 cody my tiktok is also marquee 12 cody and if you guys want to my snapchat is marquee 23 cody oh for Just all my fans out there day. possibly <laughs> all you fans i really 
Cody, uh, I think you're also up there because now I just thought about it for another award for the most interrupted uh, podcast. So congratulations on that one as well. I think we're going to have two awards Thank going out you. to you at the, uh, next September. So keep an eye oh, out for those. I, I'll, I'll have to figure sure. out what I can do. I'll probably do like a Zoom call or something uh, and hand out all this awards. So. That'll be fun at the end of the year to uh, do so. Thank you once again, Cody. You've been a tremendous guest, and sorry again for interrupting you so many times because Skype has been a bitch tonight for me. That is all right, Max. Thank you for having me. I really do appreciate it. Absolutely. And that is now officially going to wrap up this week's episode of the Max Danielson Show as I thank you for myself, Max Danielson. And as always, have a pleasant good morning, a good afternoon, or good evening to you wherever or whenever you may be listening. Thanks, y'all, and we will see you in the next episode. Take care, y'all, and happy 2021.